wealth, security, and opportunity are a byproduct of success. However, it often comes at the expense of deep personal satisfaction and happiness. This is the Design Your Destiny podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason, board-certified hypnotist and number one international best-selling author. I work with the highly successful influencers, business leaders, corporate leaders who desire a life by design. In this podcast, I will bring to you succinct solo episodes and interviews that dissect the challenges of success and highlights the ways to leverage your most underutilized asset, your subconscious mind. If you desire peace and happiness in your life, better health and stronger relationships so you can enjoy the success that you have created, keep listening because this podcast is for you. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Penny. I'm back for another episode of Design Your Destiny. And you know that something that is so important to me is identity. It's authenticity. It's about revealing your true self by shucking the layers of indoctrination or domestication that we have experienced so that you can lead your most fulfilled life, so that you can tap into that soul satisfaction in whatever it is that you do, because wealth achievements, they fall flat if we don't enjoy what it is that we are doing. And I'm back with another guest this week who helps people position themselves. She's a marketing expert. She used to be in corporate. She left 13 years ago to open her own business. She works with entrepreneurs, small business owners, And she very well knows the importance of being your true self and the internal connection to creating your external reality of success. I would love to introduce you to Patty Dominguez. And in full transparency, this is a full circle moment for me because in January of 2020, Patty's podcast, Positioning to Profit, was the third podcast I was ever on. And I remember my knees were knocking, my palms were sweating because I just so much didn't want to screw it up. And now here I am. I just fly by the seat of my pants. We just riff and we go where it goes and it feels so good. So Patty, welcome. I know that we were talking just a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. and as all healthy businesses do, we, we shift and we change, we evolve because otherwise yeah. we stagnate and our business won't necessarily grow. So I would love for you to share whatever it is that you're ready to share to add to your introduction so people can know you a little bit better. Thank you, Penny. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. I so appreciate you. I know you are a tremendous entrepreneur uh, because you're someone that I always see as just trustworthy, you have the the utmost highest level of integrity. So what you stand for uh, is everything that I really connect with as well. So I so appreciate you inviting me to be on. So it's truly, truly an honor. And I think one of the biggest things that I don't want to gloss over is you said it first, is you coming out of my podcast. I had no idea that it was the third podcast you had ever been on. And I think that what's really important to, to acknowledge is the fact that You came on the podcast in spite of the tremendous uncomfortability, you did it anyway. And I think that is paramount to 
uh, entrepreneurial growth is really recognizing that nobody escapes that truth. The truth that when you're expanding your horizons, when you're getting out of your comfort zone, that's just part of the game. So when you, I, I always look at it like if we recontextualize it, like, oh, fun, I'm super uncomfortable AF. And now I have to step into this newness of doing something. And so that is one of the biggest things around being authentic that I know we wanted to talk about is that in this quest of thinking that we have to be perfect, it's so counterintuitive and our bodies are actually telling us that that's the way we're not supposed to be, which is like that fear. And I always look at, I, to me, that was a big epiphany when I understood that. Like if I feel it in my body uneasy, uh, if I feel fear, it's because I'm not supposed to be feeling that way. I'm incongruent, so to speak. And when I just release, and to me, I could tell a little story of this big epiphany that I had when I was doing, I was doing hot yoga and I was in this position. I wanted to do a headstand. I had been practicing for a really long time. And then I had always been such a heartaholic in my life. I don't know if anybody here is listening to say, oh my gosh, that's me too. I actually had a business coach, which at the time was really not very popular in 2012 when I was looking to get out of corporate and he said, you a hundred percent are top 10 heartaholics I've ever coached and I've coached thousands of people. He's like, why do you make it so hard on yourself? And it was because of my conditioning, the way that I was brought up, the 2000 meals that I was having with my family when I was growing up Thanks. to make it sound like everything has to be hard. And so fast forward, I'm in this hot yoga class and, and I was trying to do a headstand and I had the teacher come up to me and she kind of, she was helping me to it. And she's like, just go ahead kind of ease into it. She's like, no. And I said to her, I'm like, no, 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 I'm far off. I'm far off. And she's like, no, you're not just let go. And when I did, it turns out I was literally maybe a half an inch away from the thing that I had seen as something so big in my head. I had made it up to be so impossible. And it turned out that I was only a half hour or half inch away. Just yeah. let go. And I think that is really one of the key principles for putting yourself out there authentically, doing it in spite of fear and all those things. That is one of the biggest lessons that I have learned through this trajectory of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And one of the greatest reframes that I have created around this, because coaches, I mean, and it's, we pass it down from what we learn, right? We're like, you know what, you're always going to have to face fear in business. And my big reframe for this is when we're outside of our comfort zone, there's uncertainty. Of and course. when the amygdala in the brain, its sole job is we're safe and secure or we're in danger, right? It determines our emotional state, whether it's fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And I think they've added a couple of more now. I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> uh, the trauma responses, but the most uh, obvious ones I'm familiar with. However, when the amygdala can't decide because there's that certainty's not there, there's no frame of reference to compare it to, mm -hmm. that uncertainty triggers off the same emotion in the physical feeling that we connect to fear. What makes it fearful or a fear is what we think about it. So if we simply reframe that situation as, okay, there's nothing here to be afraid of. Exactly. This is just my body 
getting acclimated to uncertainty. And this is why we get into the space where we always talk about if you're going to grow, you keep have, you have to keep pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Because once this unfamiliar place becomes familiar, now we have to go that next step. So I like to reframe that specific piece. And if someone comes back and says, oh, no, 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 it's not because this is uncertainty. It's because this other thing over here happened before. You know, somebody called me out publicly on social media and trashed my name. Then it's like, okay, that's something subconscious to deal with. That's Mm -hmm. completely different than just being outside your, your comfort zone. So that's one of the things I work with my clients around, that that uncertainty is their playground of possibility. Because we can choose in that moment to move positive or we can regress based on fear-based thinking or we can stagnate and do nothing. Exactly. And so I think when you, it's so beautifully stated because when you realize these are the choices you have on the table, which do you want? Because the, the, and then when you cause and effect, right? When you look at cause and effect for the analyticals and the overthinkers. And you say, well, you have this choice and it could land potentially here, or you could do this thing and it's going to open up possibilities, or you can do nothing and stay the same. And actually you're not going to, it's going to cost you. And so when you reframe it in that way, it's like, now it's a different perspective instead of getting all into your emotions and not having control. So that's so powerful. Everything is perspective and interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I I think that really ties back into the authenticity piece that I mentioned in the beginning, because authenticity means something different to different people. Some, for some people, authenticity, they equate it with being vulnerable, putting all of your public stuff out there. For me, authenticity means living true to the path that you're supposed to be on. It's that thing that you feel pulled to do for me, leaving anesthesia, which is like rock solid, well-paying job and everybody looking at you and like, are, are, are you crazy? You're, you went to school for this many years. You've had so many thousands of dollars in student loans and you're going to walk away and open a, a what? A, a hypnosis practice? Why, by God, yes, I am. <laughs> right. Because that was where my heart path was taking me. It's where my soul was taking me. And to me, that is the true authenticity is to live what's true to you, not what everyone is telling you to do. And to express what's on your heart in that process. How do you frame authenticity? And how do you help people bring that in? Well, maybe not necessarily how you help people bring that into their business, but how do you see that connecting with the success of their brand and what they do? Oh, I love it. Well, I always look at the whole idea. I mean, just from a a positioning standpoint, the interesting thing about positioning is in premise, right? From a marketing standpoint, it's like, okay, what is it that makes you new, unique and interesting, right? And so the whole thing around the uniqueness at the end of the day, we're, we're counting on differentiation. And so it seems counterintuitive for those people. And for a while, there was this whole boss babe vibe going on online where everyone had the same website and 
oh my gosh, it was, I was a mortified. Anyway, I'll tell you a little story there. I had a client of mine. She's a, <clears throat> she's a, a, she had her own practice, a doctor with um, her partner and really successful, so brilliant. And she had thought about, oh, I need pictures. I need pictures for my website. So somebody had said, oh, you got to check out this photographer. She has a whole uh, package that she does. You fly to Miami. And as I was looking at the portfolio of for, for the branding work, it was basically boilerplate. Here's a vat of sprinkles. And it was her on a swing. And then this other one in like this candy colored background. And it was very pop art kind of thing. Now, if you were to see my client, she was more uh, very much an academian, uh, sage, uh, wisdom is what would come to mind. And I, and we looked at it and we're like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So this is a, the reason I bring this up is that there are going to be, uh, people, courses, coaches, or whatever that try to shoehorn you in into this one way of being. And that is so not the way to do it. And I think it's because in good right? In good faith, they may be thinking, oh, this is the formula that has worked for this person. So maybe if we duplicate that for you, it'll work for you. But the fact of the matter is you're only going to be the, at the very best, a second rate version of that persona that you've been trying to copy. And so this copycat marketing is costing you so much because A, it doesn't fool anybody. Everybody is seeing that it's just more of the same noise and it waters down the real you that is intended, that is wanting to come out, that is the thing that is going to attract those people you're meant to serve. And so that's where I really think is the big opportunity is letting go of what those different types of like cookie cutter turnkey ways and find your own way, whatever it is. Because there's a really brilliant blog post by Kevin Kelly called Thousand Raving Fans. I think it's it's a thousand true fans, I believe. And so he just talks about, it's like, we have this notion that we have to boil the ocean in order to be successful. And that's absolutely not the case. It's a matter of connecting and finding those thousand true fans. So in the microcosm of the human population, a billion, you can find your thousand true fans. So yeah, there's the opportunity. I love that you bring this up because I, I have a wide variety of people that, that listen to the podcast, but I do have a mentorship for people who are brand new to business and it's the aligned business mentorship and there is no cookie cutter. I'm like, you find the social media cadence that works for you, you be consistent. If you don't want to be on every platform, don't be on every platform. Find your one platform and find your people. And I think that's so important because we get in, or we, I was there once, where we're chasing the shiny objects. We want the success fast. We want to leave the nine to five as soon as we can, or maybe someone quit their nine to five and didn't leave themselves much as of a runway to get started. And they feel that need, but something else I've also found through my work with entrepreneurs, when people are hitting that mid six figure range and it's time to sprint for a little bit to get the things in place to continue to grow. If we haven't taken care of the inner work and trusting ourselves that our intuition is leading us in the right direction, that we're on the right path, 
we can fall back into that original beginner mindset of I need someone to show me the path. Now, granted, business strategy is important when you have those next level uh, growth spurts in your growing team. We still don't know what we don't know from an operations perspective. I had John Lee on the podcast. Um, she was episode 145 and we talked about the operations piece. So we do need to bring in experts to take care of those things, but we don't necessarily have to have someone to come in and teach us that it has to be done exactly their way. Because if it doesn't feel aligned, that energy is not going to be there. It's just not going to feel good. And it's going to impact our business. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. And, and, and so that's the, the argument for why you have to be a part of a community and to get guidance, let a really great coach like Penny, let her hindsight be your foresight. And that's going to save you a whole lot of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause that's the one thing is that when I bring on a client, I'm like, do me a favor, promise me that for a hundred days, you're just going to let your credit card cool off. You're not going to throw more money at the problem or the red shiny object because as a marketer, and I am such a passionate advocate person for copywriting, I love great copywriting. Let me just say, and you know, Penny, there's a lot of really brilliant conversational hypnosis and different hooks and different things that open up the need for you to say, I need this program in my life or else I'm not going to succeed. That's what marketers do extremely well. So I think I don't want to gloss over the red shiny object thing because it is a very real thing. I did. I gave into that. And then I was like, what am I looking for externally that is not being met? Why? Because I was looking externally for the answers when the answers were within for me to do the inner work. And that's what I think you're also talking about. It's like, you got to do that before you go into the outside, because you can have the best strategy in the world. And have you ever looked at two different people take the same course? One does nothing with it. The other one just rocks it out and just skyrockets their business. Same content, but it's the person that comes to the table that is bringing their version of themselves. And this is where, again, I've personally gone through it as well. I look over and I'm like, really that person, she's not smarter than I am. Well, but I, I have more noise in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it that's where it's critical. Confusion. It creates yeah. confusion and yeah. it creates self-doubt, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things that I do now is when I'm on social media and I'm working through things, I don't scroll like, but I will spend a part of my time scrolling to interact and to engage. But when I'm doing focused work, I'm not scrolling because the way that the subconscious works is these apps are designed to pull us in and to hypnotize us. One of the easiest characteristics to know if you have been in a state where you have been more suggestible and you're in that hyper-focused state of attention is time distortion. If you thought it was 10 minutes and it was two hours, what did you absorb in that two hours? Because we definitely, we definitely pick it up. And I tell my, my mentorship, I don't want to call them students, clients. I tell them when you're scrolling social and you're feeling like I have to have this thing, it's neuro persuasion marketing. 
it's, of course. it appeals to it appeals to your to your desires and it's more of our 3d desires than our soul desires yeah uh, most of the time <laughs> so you and i were talking before we connected mm-hmm. and you mentioned about being perfect mm-hmm. uh doing the handstand <laughs> and i think there's a difference between things working to perfect our processes, working to perfect our delivery versus perfectionism. I I believe they're two different things. Mm -hmm. We should always, I think, strive to some degree to see how we can optimize and do better. But perfectionism can hold a lot of people back. And I love that you brought up the creator economy. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to dive into that, especially with marketing being your expertise and how that ties back to this inner work and authenticity and identity. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely love that we're in the creator economy. And what I mean by that is think about before, uh, pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID is Instagram, eye candy types of images on Instagram. And it gets you to scroll and you're like, I want to be like Kim Kardashian, or I wish I had that butt, or I wish I had that hair, or I wish I had those lashes or that face. And so it really, it, when you look at it, it was, it was kind of putting in your face, what you aren't, (laughs) you know, the things that you aren't, the things that you don't have, you don't have this great private jet because you are not making all this money in your business. And what you need is this thing, right? And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but after, because of COVID, TikTok comes along and TikTok completely revolutionizes what it means to be a content creator. And what I mean by that is it's the a creator economy. It's anybody and everybody can jump on an, uh, on an app like TikTok and give their version words and all of who they are. And that's why you see different people have grown exponentially. And I can tell you the human condition of what was going on during TikTok. And I've been, I've been just looking at different people that have grown their brand so significantly and three come to mind. There's a guy, I think his name is Kevin Lee and um, he lives in Vegas and his whole thing is like, I love small businesses and I want to save small business. Keith Lee. Is it Keith? Keith Lee. Keith yeah, Lee. Thank you. He, he, um, he eats does food he, reviews. There you go. Yes. Okay. This brilliant person. So some people say, don't bring anything about Jesus and God into your business. Keep that out. He doesn't care. He's like, this is me. He talks about his struggles and how he was just the most authentic, beautiful soul going into a local business. He buys these, he'll, he'll go into a business that's really struggling And then he'll buy some food and he'll give his honest review. He cannot be bought, by the way. And he says that. I'm going to give you my honest review. His channel has exploded, exploded. And why? He's just showing up. And at the beginning, he was doing his reviews and he's sitting in his like princess chair that for his first daughter and just, you know, totally authentic, completely a regular dude. Amazing. This other person uh, that I think, I don't know, Penny, if you've seen, his name is Vic Blends. I love his channel. So he's on TikTok, he has YouTube and the whole thing. And he and he cuts hair, okay? He's like a barber and he's tatted up. He's like a young guy, tatted up. And he was really struggling, struggling during COVID. I mean, think about it. Everything shuts down and all these things. So then he's like, all right, I'm just going to go to the street and just start to give, you know, and I'm just going to give, I'm going to go in Atlanta 
he would stand in the park and be like, Hey, can I bless you with a haircut? You know, and then he's, he has people, he has a folding chair, his, his thing to cut hair and a thing to go over. And then people would sit in his chair and he's like, tell me about your story. Like, tell me who you are. And so people would say, oh, this is my story. This is what I want to do. And his whole vibe is about inspiring people, inspiring people. And in both of those cases, it's about triggering an emotion. It's a very high vibration emotion of love, acceptance. It's like that person is being seen. It's absolutely beautiful. And the third one that I think about that I've started to really look at, this guy in New York City, he's 28 or so, Moses the Jeweler. (laughs) He's on Jeweler's Row. And young dude, they have a little kiosk, his dad and him uh, own it, and he'll buy watches and then... uh, like he sells watches and he gives people the deal. He's like, it's for the people, it's for the people. And then he he does these TikTok videos, but he's always inspiring. He's always talking about like lead with love. It's all about love and he's a giver. And then at random, he'll go out into the street. He's like, come on, you guys, let's go together. And he's being recorded. He's like, I'm gonna go bless somebody today. And he goes out into the streets. Now this is like inner city, New York, you know, not high income individuals. And he just hangs out at the basketball court. And he's like, he'll, he'll, he's like, here's 20, here's a hundred or whatever. He's just giving people, sharing hope, sharing love, being authentic. And what I'm recognizing is that in all of these cases, think about the vibratory scale of love and acknowledgement and giving. It's so beautiful what's happening. And I think these are the channels that have exploded. And in all of them, they have these corporate corporate houses or agencies that go to them and be like, we want to bring you on. And then they're like, I don't want to change who I am. I don't want to change my vibe because these corporations are grabbing these people and just saying, hey, now you can promote. And so now it's different though, because now it's framed in the, this is what you do. And this is the contract you sign. And I think those kind of people have to be really careful. Just keep it authentic. You'll do great on your own accord because you started this authentically and you can continue it authentically. And I see that all the time on on platforms like TikTok. I I think that's amazing. And I just want to say, I love hot wings. And the first (laughs) video I ever saw Keith Lee, I forget which restaurant (laughs) he went into, but they had burgers, they had hot wings. And he'd been in one of those hot wings And I was like, how much would it cost me to get on a plane to go to Vegas right now? That is the power of being yourself. A hundred percent. I love his chair, but I want to share something else here. Yeah. You were talking about the vibration of them being themselves. You and I talked earlier when I work with clients, I hold a lot of space for my clients. And I know some people don't like that term, but I help people work through emotional things, beliefs, that might be getting in their way. So Mm. I put a lot of intention Mm. and energy into the work that I do to not take that on and to be able to be objective, to move a client through these things. So when you and I connected, I told you how today was, I was feeling one of those quiet introspective days and I was being intentional to bring the energy to this podcast and you talking about Keith and Vic and Moses yeah. It shifted my energy like that. See, it's so beautiful, you guys. And if they can, you can. And I've, and yes. if I can, if I can also just say, 
I have a client of mine. She's so lovely. I mean, so lovely. And she was struggling and she, her thing executionally, you could give her anything and she's going to get it done. You could take it to the bank. She's like, why am I not getting my voice out there? Why am I not getting my voice out there? It's not, and I said, do you know why? Because this isn't the message that people want. So here's the one thing is that if you're solving for a real problem, right? That's the one thing that's going to help. So check in with yourself. Is it the right offer, et cetera? And the other thing about it is that she started kind of allowing the real expression of what she wanted to do on social media. And so she started playing around with that and people gravitated to it. And then the yeah. third thing is you have to be, and this is what I learned from a mentor of mine, and I am guilty of not being a practitioner of it, but when I've done it, it works. So it works is my net net here is that he said to me a long time ago, he's like, nobody is ever consistent. And those that are hundred percent consistent are the ones that win. And so in the case of this particular client, she has dedicated this whole thing. She's like, I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to do two pieces of content a day. And now her, her channel is exploding. And it's because of that consistency. So I think the, the, the reality here is like, yes, be authentic. Don't be a copycat. Share, share authentically what's going on with you, whether you want to dance, you want to do this, or you, don't follow what everybody else is doing. Follow what me, what is right for you and then do that mega consistently. And that's what it takes to win. That's literally what the, the equation is. Yeah. You mentioned earlier Instagram pre-COVID, right? Mm -hmm. That was such a turnoff to me. Like, babe, it was like nails on a chalkboard, the dancing <laughs> trends, all of those things. It's like, eh, that's not me. Mm -hmm. And I unapologetically, like, because a couple of years ago, I, I really wanted to elevate my brand mm -hmm. and I bought into this notion that there was this program that could help me elevate that brand. And there were things that I took away from it that were positive. And that was that I had to dig deep and do a lot of internal work and stand in my belief that I don't have to change. I'm not going to put on blingy evening gowns and do these fancy photos. That's not me. So mm -hmm. what did I do? My photo shoot? I'm barefoot in the desert, <laughs> right? I'm in ripped jeans in the desert. Like we zhuzhed it up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can dress me up and take me out. However, <laughs> a lot of my pictures on my feed, I, I will go out in the pasture and I will snap selfies with Maggie and Molly. Maggie oh. and Molly are my donkeys. <laughs> like if, if you don't, if if you can't appreciate it that I'm grounded and down to earth in my everyday life, you're not going to appreciate the fact that I'm grounded and down to earth in the work that I do. And that messaging, by the way, just a little segue is brilliant. The groundedness, the connection, that's you. That's you, you with your donkeys. And think about coming back to yourself, coming back to the, the, to you, you're, you're on the earth, you're connected to earth, you're grounded. And it's that same energy that you can help clients achieve. And yes. you do that through that lens of who you really are. Yes. And I, I appreciate that sometimes people have maybe an interesting time connecting with that. I literally had someone say to me this week, I need you to know that you can hold this powerful space for me because I need that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. 
what causes you to say that? And, you know, I feel completely confident in my ability. I just don't do it with a bold in your face way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm just going to humanize your experience, mm-hmm. what, whatever it is. And I never put those words on it, but consistently the last few months I get feedback from people. They'll send me messages. Oh my God, you know, this post, that post. I'm like, what about it? Mm-hmm landed with you and it's like you humanize this entire process I don't feel like I'm lacking in some way because I haven't hit this bar so you humanize it and uh, I'm like okay so and and uh, no and there right and therein lies the perfect example of the creator economy this is your version this is Penny's version of presenting your solution to the marketplace and notice how people are just attracted naturally. They're like, it's like you allow me to bring my flawed self to you and say, Penny, I need your help because I know you can help me. That's, that's really liberating for somebody because it can be really intimidating to be the opposite of perfection and all this. And it's like, and that wasn't you at all, right? Like this, this other version that they're telling you to kind of play up. It's not you. I tried to push myself into it. I, you know, in terms of like my background, you know, the whole package. And I'm like, that. I just, it doesn't feel like me. It never felt authentic. It felt off. Yeah. To me. And uh-huh. um, yeah. So what's next in your chapter of you? What's, what's the next chapter of you? Where are you leading with your authenticity and where can people find you on social, the podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm in the, I'm taking the summer of preparation. I'm calling it the summer of preparation because I'm doing a whole, a whole lot. So I'm molding my business. It's kind of evolving into bringing in my two sons and uh, they've asked to be a part of the business, which I'm really excited about because I think I've ruined them forever. They want to be entrepreneurs <laughs> or they have had entrepreneurial tendencies. And so that's a whole lot of fun. And really what I'm most passionate about right now is I always end all my emails. I'm like, your message matters. And I really thoroughly wholeheartedly believe that your message matters. And so that's what I do. That's how I help people. I've been focused on a whole lot of copywriting this year. I'm very, I love it. It's been kind of a quiet year for me and that I love just I'm, I'm I'm in my vibe I'm in my office and I'm doing copy works and stuff uh and then beyond that in the fall we're rolling out it's a new offer and it's going to be for small businesses and again it's always fundamentally about helping these businesses whether it's a solopreneur or a brick and mortar it's like your message matters let's get that message out there so that's where I thrive that's why I do what I do and I love it and To find me, uh, you can go to positioningexpert.com and that's my personal website. And then I have uh, some other stuff coming in the fall and you'll hear about it on (laughs) positioningexpert.com. I I love that you're allowing space for your kids to come into that with you. I say kids, they're young men. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I see it more and more. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm just more aware of it entrepreneurs who are encouraging the entrepreneur mindset in their children so that 
they have the option to choose. Yes. Do I want to go to university and be a professional or do I want to go this path? Because it's something that I never witnessed. I mean, my mother was a hairdresser, but it was literally in exchange of services for money. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't what you and I would consider an entrepreneurial journey in, t- in terms of, you know, suites of offers and in the marketing and that kind of thing. It's a small town. It was all word of mouth, right? So I never had that example for me. And that's how you and I actually initially met. I joined a coaching program because Mm -hmm. I knew there was something missing. There was something I had to figure out and I didn't know how to build that network and that connection so that I could grow my business. And of course, as you and I both know, it was all about me. It wasn't about the business. <laughs> you grow mm-hmm. yourself, then you'll grow your business. Yeah. Right. So I, I just love, love, love that you're doing that. So for everyone, look in the description. We'll have links to where you can find Patty on all the platforms. Um, and follow her, connect with her, because you're going to love the vibe. Thank you, Penny. I really appreciate the opportunity and I wish you continued success. You're doing such a wonderful work in the world. So I so admire you. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate the conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Destiny. I would love to know what resonated most with you. So just take a screenshot of this episode Share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at penny.chason and let me know what you thought. Also, if you head over to iTunes and you leave a positive review, it helps this podcast to help reach even more people making a difference, elevating humanity and mankind. <laughs>